in Phoenix. I'm Maggie Hunter, 680 WCBM News. The WCBM studios are sponsored by BetMGM. Support your teams. Go to WCBM.com or the WCBM app on your cell phone and register today. Hear about it. We can serve really as my generation. Millennials talk about it. We are a weak bunch of pussies. Talk Radio 680 WCBM. King Classic Live starts now on Talk Radio 680 WCBM and 99.9 FM in Harford County. All right. Good morning. If you're just joining us, we're talking about Governor Westmore. He wants to dip into the rainy day fund to help pay for some of the transportation budget that he just cut himself. That's right. He wants to take $150 million out of the rainy day fund. And he says, oh, it's just going to happen once, just one time. And we're in a deficit right now because, of course, we have a lot of big spending plans on the table. Don't forget, we've got $3.8 billion going to the Kerwin Commission. We've got $3 billion going into the Red Line Project. And another $1 billion for clean energy initiatives. All of these things that nobody ever asked for. That's, all, that's what we're doing right now. And so to make all of these things happen, because, see, these are all things that Governor Westmore wants to hang his hat on, right? He wants to be the one who says, well, I, you know, I got Kerwin Commission through with his education reform, right? Similar to what he wanted to do with uh, the Orioles at Camden Yards. That's why he, he came out early on and said, oh, we got a deal. Meanwhile, they didn't even have a deal. He wants to make it look like he's got all these wins, that he's doing something. The Red Line Project, how many people actually want the Red Line? I have yet to meet anybody. And that is even individuals that live in Baltimore City and you would think would benefit from the Red Line. They don't even care about having the Red Line. And how much are we putting towards that? $3 billion. The infrastructure bill, we're supposed to, supposed to offset some of these things? I don't know where that money is. I can't tell you. They're not being transparent about it. Before the break, I said, look, if you elect somebody that doesn't pay their own bills, you kind of get what you ask for, right? And so Marty in the text line pointed out, not only did Governor Westmore not pay his water bill, he didn't even pay his property taxes. And of course, you know, during the break, I, take, I took a look at it because I couldn't remember exactly how much was due. This is from the Baltimore Brew, okay? Not a Republican paper, does not lead right at, at any stretch of the imagination. The Baltimore Brew reported this. Westmore's $21,000 overdue water bill came from years of spotty payments. In contrast to the gubernatorial candidate's assurance that he and his wife weren't aware of the outstanding bills. This is what he said. Remember, he said he had no idea about the outstanding bills. And then you have people like Pamela Wood over at the Baltimore Banner, all those that love, just absolutely love Governor Moore, smiling and cheesing in his face all the time. They had all these excuses saying, oh, well, you know how Baltimore City is. They don't get their water bill was right. Oh, you know what happened? Well, apparently that $21,000, it was correct. <laughs> he actually owed $21,000. Now, again, he said that he and his wife weren't aware of that bill at all. Internal records then showed that Mrs. Don Moore, his wife, knew about them. The couple simply didn't pay. Again, reported by the Baltimore Brew on November 7th, 2022. They just simply didn't pay. And this is a person now that has completely, completely spent the surplus. This is somebody that is continuing to pay. Now they're going through the rainy day fund. This guy has no concept of budgeting. How do you even get a $21,000 water bill? How does it even happen? I. Uh, and meanwhile, why didn't they shut the water off? 
I, I have questions on that one, too. I mean, at some point in time, you think, you know, even by the time you hit $10,000 overdue, you would think they would at least cut your water off, right? At least the hot side. <laughs> Just take the water heater right out of the house. <laughs> but it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. I wanted to read some more of your comments because, of course, you're texting in and I want to get to them. If you ever want to text the show, by the way, you can download the WCBM app. It is free in the App Store. Just type in WCBM. You can text me right there through the app. Uh, many of you are weighing in via app today. And I, I don't blame you. I really don't. Uh, let's see. I've got, we've, uh, well, Anthony did say, by the way, there's, uh, there are some, uh, squeegee workers on the corner, in case anybody's listening, on the corner of Martin Luther King Boulevard and Washington Boulevard. Yeah, Anthony, the squeegee workers are definitely still out there. They definitely are still out there. Uh, let's see. We've got, uh, Jen says, hey, Kim, what Larry was talking about is absolutely correct. Another conspiracy at all. I am from East Germany, and the Marxist Manifesto was mandatory reading and studying for a school for us in school. The parallels to what is going on in the United States currently is very similar. However, Obama realizes that it is very difficult to take away the guns from lawful Americans, which is the first step to bring a nation to its knees and make people follow you. So Obama reverses the steps and tries to bring the United States down to its knees economically. Then Obama will go for the guns. America needs to wake up. Again, that comes in from Jens. Jens, yeah, our, our caller, Larry, and again, Larry, thank you for your, uh, calling for the first time, and thank you for your service. No, he's absolutely correct in that. This is not a conspiracy theory. And so when you look at all the spending, right, just think about it. Meanwhile, just think for a moment, why would Joe Biden not want to be energy independent? Right? There, there's so many questions that you have here. During the COVID pandemic, we were relying on other countries for PPP, right? Or PPE, I should say. Why were we doing such a thing? It, it, none of this makes sense. And, and you can tell this is all by design. Look, you guys know I'm not that bright, right? Even I can see it. Even I understand. And so as Governor Westmore spends and spends and spends, dips into the rainy day fund, do you think it's going to be the last time? No, he just got into office, Right? This guy does not care whatsoever. He will just spend and spend. And again, like I said, the climate change initiatives, whose idea was that? It's his idea. Well, anyways, I wanted to bring that to your t- uh, attention because Governor Westmore, it's, it's like a little blurb. I don't see it getting a whole lot of headlines. But Governor Westmore is, in fact, going to dip into the uh, rainy day fund. And he is, in fact, going to try to offset... The fact that he himself cut the transportation budget. I mean, all of this is self-inflicted. He did it himself. And Governor Hogan at least did make a comment. But you know what? It's so hard to take Governor Hogan seriously. Because didn't he just endorse Nikki Haley? You know, uh, even when Trump was running, what did he say? I'm voting for my dad or I'm voting for Ronald Reagan, stuff like that. Here's the thing, Governor Hogan, in case you're listening. People can't take you seriously if you also make comments that are absolutely ridiculous. Now, I agree with you in the fact that Governor Moore is just trying to spend down. You, I do believe in the fact that you left the surplus. I think that you were, for the most part, fiscally conservative, Governor. But at the same time, when you say ridiculous, outlandish stuff and endorse ridiculous candidates like Nikki Haley, it's hard to take you seriously. Because I'm thinking this is an unserious person endorsing Nikki Haley. <laughs> You're so unserious voting for Ronald Reagan. Like... <laughs> you know, I just, it's its tough. It is tough. I just wanted to put that out there. 
It is tough. All right. So we're, we're done talking about Governor Westmore. I'm pretty sure we're going to see more of him and uh, dipping into uh, some of our other savings. All I can say about this is just continue to watch, continue to keep your eyes open. Uh, this guy spending like a snow tomorrow. And Jens, uh, who checked it in, I do believe uh, and this is why Governor Moore, remember, he's campaigning right now for the Biden-Harris administration. Okay? He's on the campaign trail for Biden. And so I do believe that he has his marching orders. And I do believe that Obama is a puppet master. And I think Governor Westmore is doing, he's doing whatever they want him to do. And that includes uh, financially bankrupting the state, bankrupting the state of Maryland. I do believe that 100%. There's no need for him to have all these pet projects that I don't see anybody calling for, right? I mean, look, think about it. The, the climate change initiative, when's the last time you saw a climate change uh, activist protest? Here in the state of Maryland. Have you seen one? No. Are there people knocking on his door? Are there people doing sit-ins at the governor's mansion or at you know any office there in Annapolis? No. No. There's no pressure for him to do any of these things. Were there people protesting saying he must do the red line project? He must get it handled. He must do it quickly. Even if it costs $3 billion? No. Nobody is pressuring him to do any of these things. Kerwin Commission, even those that supported Kerwin back in 2020, have you noticed how quiet they've been? He has zero pressure to do any of these things. Yet he's doing them, even though it's costing us. Just keep that in mind. All right, I did want to move on to uh, Ivan Bates, our state's attorney here in Baltimore City. Uh, just yesterday, he had a press conference, and he was standing with the father uh, Pava LaPere. Now, if you forgot at all, and I'm pretty sure you have it, Pava LaPere, she is uh, the beautiful young woman, tech CEO, very young, who was killed by a repeat violent offender by the name of Jason Billingsley. And it was a very sad story, if you recall. And I think a lot of us were looking at the situation thinking, all right, this must be a Marilyn Mosby thing, right? Why was Jason Billingsley back on the street? She loved to coddle repeat violent offenders, but we quickly learned that he was out thanks to diminution credits. Now, this is a word, or diminution credits is a term that I had never heard before State's Attorney Ivan Bates pointed it out. I do want you to take a listen to this audio, because obviously Jason Billingsley is not the only person that was released earlier, early, even though he was a violent offender. Sexual assaults, you name it, all of these things on his criminal history. And just so in case you didn't know, demolition credits means, you know, he gets basically credit for being well behaved behind bars. And so he's able to be released early. Again, Jason Billingsley, not the only violent repeat offender currently on the streets of Baltimore, thanks to demolition credits. Now, I'm not saying that not everybody can be rehabilitated. I'm not saying that. But I don't know how we got here, but we will talk about that in a second. Take a listen to this. Let us work together as a community. And as a legislature, the victim's father standing in support of new legislation, the Pava Marie LaPere Act. It means to me that no other family and no other father has to go through the loss that we've experienced that could have been avoided. The proposed legislation, House Bill 302, would restrict diminution credit or time off their sentences for good conduct for those convicted of first-degree rape and the most violent sex offenses. Delegate Elizabeth Embry introduced the legislation on behalf of City State's Attorney Ivan Bates. This bill is first and foremost about public safety, which is always will be the priority of my administration. 
If we cannot keep the public safe from the most egregious violent offenders in our society, then we have failed as public servants. Delegate Emory with more on the difference this bill would make when considering if an offender should be released from prison early for good time credit. The parole commission, unlike the diminution credit process, the parole commission can hear from victims. The parole commission can hear from victims' families, from people who cared about the victim of the crime. The parole commission can consider the entirety of the person's record and history of violence. The proposal comes in response to LaPierre's murder. The 26-year-old tech entrepreneur was killed in September at her Baltimore apartment. And just think about how young she was, 26 years old, and doing very well for herself, right? Tech CEO, successful entrepreneur and she is one of those people I, I went through her uh, social media pages I saw that she's you know she was all about rehabilitation she was all about uh, the social worker you know response to some of these violent criminals and I only say I say this not because I think uh, Pavel Pear, you know was one of those liberals that were like oh just let them out I don't want mass incarceration of black folks I'm not saying that I think there are a lot of young people that are are very uh, I, I guess persuaded by those that they believe make the right decisions and that they believe that they are so educated they can't be possibly be wrong with some of the things that they say or do, right? Including people like DJS Secretary Vincent Chiraldi, who we'll talk about in a little bit. But when you have all these individuals that say social workers are needed and there should be less police, and these individuals are coming out of Ivy League schools, you've got people, I'm sure, like Pavela Pear and others who believe in what they're saying because they're looking at it and saying, well, okay, well, he went to Harvard or he went to Yale and they were in some study group and they worked with all these scientists and they know that, you know, the mind isn't developed by the age of 25. They look at those people and say, wow, they're very well educated. They have to know what they're talking about. But the, the problem is they don't, right? There's an agenda here. And I think a lot of young people today, and I'll even say with this whole pro-Palestine and you know, all the stuff that we see at these, some of these campuses, I would say that many of these kids are very impressionable and they believe that if somebody has an, an education for one of these Ivy League schools or higher education in general, I think they believe that that person uh, you know, is an expert on the matter. And what they say should go, right? I think we had a caller before. Remember, we had a caller that says, you know, whoever's in office, that's who they're going to listen to. And, you know, they're not going to question it because otherwise, why would they have been elected? Uh, There are a lot of people that think that way. They really are. Well, under the current law, an inmate serving a sentence for first or second degree rape, first or second degree sexual offense against a victim under 16 years old, uh, or a conviction of a third-degree sexual offense against a victim under 16-year-old may not receive diminution credits, okay? So that's under the current law. And, you know, that's kind of where it stops. Now, you have uh, Ivan Bates. Of course, you heard him there. And that was Keith Daniels with Fox 45, by the way, that had the report. Uh, he said, it is apparent that our current system is deeply flawed when an individual with a criminal record that shows uh, that they are threatened, a threat to public safety can be released from prison early. He says, while my office continues to do everything in our power to deliver justice on behalf of Ms. Pavela Pear, it is paramount that we take this extra step to prevent such an atrocity from ever happening again in the state of Maryland. 
And, uh, of course, he was standing there with Delegate Embry and that they're pushing this to, to pass legislation. I will also note that uh, Mayor Brandon Scott was also at this meeting or press conference, I should say. And he was there. He said a few words. And it was interesting because he got up there and he said, how was somebody like Jason Billingsley allowed to be out? Now, this is the same guy that watched as his state's attorney, Marilyn Mosby, released violent repeat offenders time and time again. When we found out about the guy, Luther Trent, who uh, set his girlfriend's house on fire, and, of course, uh, Marilyn Mosby and he had a plea deal, and he got out, it was McKenzie Frost that said, hey, excuse me, sir, how how did you get released? Like, <laughs> you're a violent guy that literally tried to burn down your girlfriend's house and almost killed her and her roommate. And he said, I don't know. <laughs> but when all this was happening, Mayor Scott didn't say a word. He didn't say, hey, I, I saw the Luther Trent case, and I I have to say I'm disappointed, and I hope that the state's attorney will make different decisions moving forward. He didn't say anything. So Jason Billingsley being out, that shouldn't be a question in his mind. He allowed it for years under his administration. All right, come up next, we'll uh, talk about what this uh, new legislation can do. Uh, don't forget, we'll be joined at 11 o'clock by Madison Jesse Addo Gilbert, the RSC spokesperson. I'm really excited to talk to her about uh, talk to her about what the GOP will do moving forward, right? Trump, he, he, well, he cleaned up in Iowa. So now we have to see whether or not Ronald McDaniel and others are completely on board. Also, DJS Secretary Chiraldi, he's got more Democrats speaking out against him. And they are unsure how he became the secretary here in the state of Maryland considering his record. I have the same questions. We'll discuss more coming up next. Hey, it's Sean Casey here with my good friend Vinny Steele with your home sold guaranteed realty, Maryland and Pennsylvania's real estate expert. Vinny, I know with a shortage of housing inventory, there's been a trend of investors and real estate agents making big promises to would-be sellers and then beating the seller up after the ink is dried to get the price down. Yeah, Sean, as the market shrinks, we're seeing this more and more because investors and real estate agents know that there are sellers out there that will go with the person that tells them the highest price. That's a very stressful way to sell a home. We make it really simple by providing an upfront written guaranteed price. And if your home sells for less than the guaranteed price, we pay you the difference in cash. I like that. Simple without all the guesswork. Eliminate the risk and just focus on helping them get the most amount of money. That's right, Sean. An upfront written guaranteed price or we pay you the difference. To get your guaranteed price today, call or text me at 410-709-7515. That's 410-709-7515 or visit vinnysteo.com. Hi, this is Sean Casey. If you're embarrassed to smile or aren't able to eat the foods you enjoy due to loose, broken, or missing teeth, you should call Dr. Ari Moskowitz and his team at Baltimore Periodontics right away to schedule a free 30-minute implant consultation. Even if you've hated going to the dentist your whole life, you'll love Dr. Ari Moskowitz and his team. They're the most talented, compassionate, and caring people you could ask for. And they use sedation techniques to make sure that you're completely relaxed and comfortable during treatment. If you want to have that beautiful smile and healthy mouth that you deserve, they are the experts. They're in-network with a number of medical insurance companies for that life-changing, full-arch, teeth-express, teeth-in-a-day implant treatment, helping to save you thousands of dollars. Call Dr. Ari Moskowitz and his expert team at Baltimore Periodontics, 410-744-6088. That's 410-744-6088. And get started on the road to better health 
and a happier smile. Hi, it's Bruce Elliott. You've been hearing me talk about rescue supplements for years. Well, Rescue Natural Supplements has launched a free personalized health survey that prioritizes all of your health goals. Whether you've been taking rescue products for years or don't know where to start, in just five minutes, discover tailored rescue supplements that fill the gaps in your nutritional needs. That means no more guessing on products at the store or ignoring the issues altogether. The best part right now, you get a whopping 50% off recommended products after completing the survey. Now, to get started, go to res-q.life. Again, that's res-q.life. Or call 800-26-ALIVE. That's 800-262-5483 to get help from a knowledgeable rescue product consultant. I took the short survey, and let me tell you, I was blown away to see my results. So don't wait. Visit res-q.life and get 50% off recommended products today. Sean Hannity. I don't think this is the plan that David Weiss originally had. As a matter of fact, it was not. You know, there's always been an effort here. Let us be clear. They don't really care about Hunter Biden. This came out in the last two weeks that, hmm, well, we wonder if Hunter is going to be the sacrificial lamb in all this. It's not about Hunter. It's always been and continues to be about protecting Joe Biden as president. Weekday afternoons, 3 to 6. On Talk Radio 680, WCBM. All right, we're talking about the uh, Pava LaPere bill, Pava Marie LaPere bill that's going to be introduced by Delegate Emery and uh, the Delegate Mayor Brenda Scott. They uh, had a conference, a press conference yesterday with with the uh, state's attorney, Ivan Bates. And, of course, Pavel Pear's father was also there. It's so sad to see him there in tears. Uh, but uh, he knows he's doing the right thing in making sure that this never happens again. Uh, but this is a situation where it should have never happened in the first place. And so we're talking about diminution credits. We were talking about the fact that uh, you have some people that are violent repeat offenders that are getting out early because of diminutive, uh credits and... Again, this bill was passed uh, to basically go easy on those that are terrorizing communities. I still don't understand why we do it. I still understand the liberals and Democrats, I guess you call them progressives, that are behind it. And a lot of this is common sense. And I just, uh, I hope that this bill gets through. I think that it would. But when you had Mayor Scott stand at that press conference, stand there at the podium, and say, oh, Jason Billingsley should have never been out. I, I just want to be very clear on something. There are hundreds of Jason Billingsley. Uh, they're on your streets today. You know, it's, it's, it's not just Jason. Diminution credits, this isn't anything new. I, I learned about it when we were talking about the death of Pavel Pear. You know, just last year in September. That's when I learned about it. But there are many violent repeat offenders that are out currently. What are they going to do about this? Look, I, I honestly, I don't know if the legislation goes far enough. Sure, you could end it today, but what about those that are currently out because of it? Can we not go back and lock them back up? I mean, what can we do? What can we do? Can we make sure they've been rehabilitated? What can we do? Because I guarantee you there are a lot of people out there that we will soon hear. And I wonder how many other murderers, how many other shooters... How many other rape, uh, those that have committed rape, sexual assault, how many of those individuals were out because of diminution credits? Will we ever get that number? Probably not. 
but this is something that needs to be taken uh, into consideration. And I do appreciate St. Curry Bay stepping up. I do appreciate others doing, you know, the right thing by Pavel LaPere's family. But in my mind, there are probably lots of families just like the LaPere family that wants answers as well. So we will see how that moves forward. I did want to tell you, I looked on X, formerly known as Twitter, during the break. Uh, Governor Westmore is currently hosting a press conference uh, about the budget. It's a budget announcement. Uh, so we will get into that tomorrow as well as I go through. Uh, hopefully I'll get some audio from uh, some of the clips that he has. Uh, it's interesting because uh, he says, Today I will announce our second budget proposal, discuss where we started from, why we made the decisions that we did, and what this budget means for Marylanders. So he's trying to justify all the spending, but we know that there is nothing that can justify it. All right, coming up next, we will talk about another appointee of Governor Morris, and that is Vincent Chiraldi. He is the secretary over there at DJS. We'll discuss code of next. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Police in Pennsylvania say five people have been killed when they were hit by a semi. Authorities say the victims had been involved in an earlier crash and were inspecting the damage when the big rig ran into them. A wide section of the United States still in a deep freeze. Residents of the Pacific Northwest bracing now for a major ice storm. Elsewhere, 12 degrees above zero in Atlanta and bitterly cold conditions continuing in parts of the Midwest and South. Pakistan recalling its ambassador to Iran earlier today. That after Tehran launched a number of airstrikes on Pakistan that it claimed targeted bases for a militant Sunni separatist group. Pakistan says it was a blatant violation of airspace and children were killed. This is SRM News. Real estate. Keep it or cash it in. Thinking about selling or listing your property? Don't do it until you look at all your options. There are faster ways to a cash settlement without waiting for months for an offer. Don't lose thousands of dollars in commissions. Talk to Charles Parrish to get a no-commission offer on your property. Let Charles show you how you can sell fast and pay no fees. If you have property, city or county, land or commercial, call 866-474-7000 and talk to Charles for a cash proposal. For over 40 years, Charlie has been offering no commission, no settlement cost transactions to property owners. Charles Parrish is licensed and bonded, a local family business. Don't list. Don't wait for an offer. There is a faster way. Call Charles Parrish at 866-474-7000 or visit charlesparish.com. That's charlesparish.com. That's Parrish with two R's. As if one dose of Arctic air isn't enough, there's another one on the way. Another cold front with some snow and cold temperatures by the weekend. The sunshine's trying to warm us up today. It's just not having much success. 30 the high today, mid to upper teens. Tomorrow, a cloudy, dry day, warmer, 39. Here comes that cold front, though, tomorrow night with some snow showers late and light snow Friday, 34 the high Friday. I'm meteorologist Terry Smith from the Weather Channel for Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Progressive Insurance is making it easy to save money. When you bundle your auto policy with home, condo, or renters, you'll earn a multi-policy discount. Easy to bundle, easy to save. Visit Progressive.com. That's Progressive.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Melissa Segev 
one of the doctors and one of the owners at Audiology Associates. Our group of doctors has been providing hearing and balance care in Maryland for over 35 years. Audiology Associates has grown to include 11 offices throughout Maryland, including the Eastern Shore and Annapolis, Baltimore City, and Baltimore County. As doctors of audiology, we care for patients' hearing and balance care. If you feel like the TV is louder than your family would like, or if you're asking family members to repeat themselves often, it is time to have your hearing evaluated by a doctor of audiology. Our doctors treat a wide range of hearing issues. Sometimes a solution is as simple as removing wax from your ear canal. So call our main number at 410-944-3100, or you can visit our website at aaiaudiology.com to make an appointment. Your initial consultation is covered by almost all insurance plans, and hearing aids may be covered as well. So call our office at 410-944-3100. Audiology Associates, when silence is not golden. (sighs) Life of a small business owner, keeping the lights on. Calling all the shots, checking all the boxes, but don't be fooled by all that income. It's still about waking up too early, interrupting your life with that thing that is your small business. And then there's workplace accidents. People are busy, they're distracted, they're tired, and they always have something new to deal with. 500-degree ovens, fresh concrete in a three-foot trench, relentless thorns in a bouquet of bougainvilleas, rusty nails, clouds of sawdust. Danger lurks around every corner. What are workers going to do? How can your employees feel like they're covered in case of an accident? Despite your best efforts, workplace accidents can happen. But there is an easy way to keep your employees covered. Talk to your agent about workers' comp coverage from Pi or go to piinsurance.com and get a quote. Safety first, then Pi Insurance. Individual rates, offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to policy terms and conditions. Not available in all states and situations. The Hilton Garden Inn, conveniently located in Owings Mills with easy check-in using their digital key. Just download their Hilton Honors app. Whether it's a special event or a get-together for drinks at the grill, you can be sure of a great time for all. Relax in their indoor pool and wake up to a delicious cup of coffee and made-to-order breakfast. Reach out to their sales department for your catering and event space needs. Call the Hilton Garden Inn, Owings Mills, 410-654-0030, 410-654-0030, where your stay matters. Need to hire quality candidates fast? You need Indeed. Their video interview tool makes it easy and effortless to meet with candidates. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. It's three hours of real news, informed opinion, traffic, and weather on the threes, and your calls. Don't miss the morning drive with Casey and Elliot, weekday morning, 6 to 9, on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. All right, we're talking about diminishing credits. Uh, State's Attorney Ivan Bates, along with Pavela Pear's father, Mayor Brandon Scott, Delegate Embry, they were introducing legislation just yesterday to hopefully end diminishing credits and make sure people like Jason Billingsley, uh, the, uh, I can't even call him a gentleman, the murderer that murdered Pavel Pear. Now, I do have a text message here from Elon that I did want to read to you because this is uh, very interesting. It says, Kim, I must express my deepest sympathy and heartfelt condolences to the family of the LaPairs. My concern is that no one is talking about Jason and the fact that he violently raped, tortured, and set the man and woman on fire before he murdered LaPair. Yes, Elon, that was an Emerson village. Uh, Elon says the police knew that that happened, and they said it was just arson. Why wasn't their names attached to the bill? 
Why hasn't a bill been introduced to that? Is it, it is mandatory that if a violent sexual predator repeat offender has committed a crime, that the public is immediately notified. Well, Elon, I, here's the thing, and I'm not going to speculate. The only thing I will say in, in defense is perhaps their names were on the, beer, on the bill because they did survive. But you have a point here, and this is a very good point. Black lives don't actually matter to Democrats, okay? We've seen that time and time again. And so, like I said before, there are more families like the Pavel Pair family, right? There are more families that lost family members to repeat violent offenders that were on the streets thanks, thanks to diminution credits. But we're not going to know about those families. Why? They're not white, right? I mean, look, we talk about this all the time. If you saw the murders and all the things that were happening, the open-air drug markets, like all those things that you have happening in West Baltimore on a daily basis, Carrollton Ridge, Harlem Park, Sandtown, Winchester, you had all of those things happening in Federal Hill, Fells Point, and other areas. Do you, do you think that it would be allowed to be continued? No. Fells Point, Fells Point getting more violent. Remember, they, they, the business owners, they decided that they were going to threaten to put their property taxes into escrow. What happened? You had Councilman Zico and you had Mayor Brady Scott. They jumped so high and so fast. Right? There's something. Look, black lives don't matter to Democrats. I, I did a whole campaign on this because it is absolutely true. It is absolutely true. Now they'll, you know, they'll wave the Black Lives Matter signs and the flags. They'll say, "Oh yeah, you know, the Black Lives Matter police involved shooting." They don't matter to them, especially if they don't vote, especially if they don't donate to their campaigns. It doesn't matter to them. We have people that call this show. I'll never forget. We were talking about all the illegal dumping, all those that call three one one all the time in some of these forgotten neighborhoods. You've got the rat infestation. It's it's unbelievable. If you've never been. To some of these neighborhoods in West Baltimore, I suggest you just go take a look. I don't suggest that you get out of your car, but I suggest you take a look. Just drive through. Just drive through. These people, they'll call 311. They'll call the city, uh, Department of Public Works. Yeah, people actually go down to the building themselves to be there in person to ask when they're going to pick the trash up. They never get a response. But then you'll have some people in other areas of the city where they do vote, where they do donate to campaigns where they do pay for, you know, their property taxes on time or what have you, though they are a different complexion, those people, they call 311 just once. And the city comes to pick it up. A lot of people talk about there is a tale of two different Baltimores, and that is a fact. But yes, Elon, you're absolutely correct in, in wondering why now they're actually doing something about it, and why does it only pertain to Pavel Pair? I will go out on a limb and I will say if Pavla Pear had been a black woman, not only do I think we wouldn't have heard the details about this case, we definitely wouldn't have legislation going to Annapolis in regards to this case. And that's just the way it sits. I mean, you look, if you want to call me and say, Kim, you're wrong about that, I'm, I'm so open to talk about it. 410-WCBM-680, 410-922-6680. But that's what it comes down to. And, and that's not any fault to Pavel Pear. It's not any fault to Pavel Pear's family. No fault to them. But when you have a situation where you've got a tech CEO, she's 26, She's nowhere near the life of crime. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a scenario where they do something. Think about all of the, the people that were shot on Brooklyn Day. 30 people shot. Two of them are deceased. Is anybody introducing legislation 
even if it's to make, you know, having a, a gun illegally a felony. Is, is anybody coming forward and, and doing it in the names of Aaliyah Gonzalez or anybody else that was shot that day? No. They're black. They are black. It's a total different dynamic. 28 people shot at one party barely makes national news. 28 people shot at one party. You would think that this would be their priority here for Commissioner Worley and Mayor Brandon Scott. Doesn't seem like it, does it? No. Did they have a press conference about it? When's the last time they even talked about Brooklyn Day? State's Attorney Ivan Bates spoke about it not too long ago. But what has the mayor talked about it? Are they getting anywhere in that case? They said up to 12, between 12 and 16 guns, they believe, were used that night. How many of those guns have they recovered? How many? And look, you're not going to find out. You're not going to know. The 28 people that were shot, do we know whether or not any of them were paralyzed? Their lives affected forever? Do we know if anyone, you know, possibly saw something? Witnessed something? I mean, think about this. Nope. You, you mean to tell me they're at a, a, a housing project? In Brooklyn, Maryland, you're telling me that there isn't any video surveillance, no video footage, right? We're still going off of cell phone footage. Don't forget that. You're telling me there aren't any video surveillance cameras up there on that housing project? Of course there is. Have we seen any of them? No. No. Is there a level of urgency there? No. Absolutely not. No. It's sad, isn't it? And, and this is the same party that will say Black Lives Matter and all these other things. I do want to get to the DJS secretary, but I do see that I have a, a call here. Uh, a friend of mine, David and Curtis Bay. David, you wanted to weigh in? Hey, Miss Kim. Um, I love you to death, but one thing that upsets me about most people is that they say that this is a black issue. This is not a black issue. This is a poverty issue. For instance, where I live in Curtis Bay, we have a very diverse community, and it's not just about black people's lives and what's happening to black people. It's what's happening to the poorest communities in our city. Now, with that being said, I do agree that uh, most of them are, you know, only black communities, but this happens to every person that's poor. A prime example is the person that called, you know, way before and said about, you know, the person who was raped and murdered and all this other stuff. Where's the outcry for that person? Yeah, no, there, where is the outcry? That is correct. And I will say there is a classism issue for sure, David. But, I mean, look, I know you're saying that some of these neighborhoods happen to be predominantly black. I do believe that over time that these neighborhoods were disenfranchised. Because think about it, Sandtown, Winchester, those even going up Pennsylvania Avenue, those used to be areas where lots of people used to hang out, right? I mean, like there used to be very nice areas where everything was thriving. And a lot of people will talk about white flight. They'll talk about redlining. There's there's still an element of race there. But I do agree with you. A lot of it is classism. No, no. And I totally agree with the fact that there is a racism issue there in, in a sense. But if you want real change, it doesn't matter what the color of your skin is. It matters how loud your voice is. And people that live in these communities that really want change, like Doc Cheatham and me and other people in these communities, we don't care about the color of our skin. We don't care about where we came from. We care about what's right. And that's what people need to get back to is what's right and wrong. And that's it. We need to stop looking in these gray areas because these gray areas are what these politicians and these people with their own personal interests. And as far as I'm concerned, these money grabbers, because that's what they are, do and what they use for us 
to stay divided from each other as far as race goes. The fact that racism still exists in this country today is not because racism exists. It's because these politicians push it as a narrative for them to do what they need to do. Right, which is why I do believe we had Black Lives Matter. And that's what I was talking about. Let me ask you this, David, because I know you're on the ground on there every single day. Has there been any movement as far as the Brooklyn Day Massacre? As far as I know, not really. I, I've speak, spoken to a few community members up in that area, and they, they've told me pretty much they, they felt like what the mayor said and the governor said is the same thing that everybody else says. It's all big and bad when it comes to the media being there, but as soon as the cameras go away, they go away. The governor still to this day has not stepped foot in my community, and I live in one of the most polluted communities in the country, and we cannot get this man to declare a state of emergency for my community, not to mention the gun violence, the open-air drug markets. I mean, I'm pretty sure you've just seen the two videos I sent out uh, the other day. I had people out front of my house smoking crack and heroin like they're sitting out front of Burger King eating a, uh, you know, a meal. Yeah, and, and, you know, it's interesting, David, because here we've got $1 billion going to these clean clean initiatives, clean energy initiatives. And like you said, you're dealing with so much pollution there. I hope that the governor does step up. I really do, but I just don't see it happening. He's not going to. Like I said, this is all about diversifying money into areas where it comes back to them. The money never gets spent where it needs to get spent. The books are never opened up to show these things. These people have impunity, and the reason why they do is because we, the people, are not holding them accountable. You were just talking about rats and trash. What if we go to one of these communities and we load all of our vehicles up and we take the trash and dump it in Annapolis? You think people's trash would get picked up then? Absolutely. Exactly. So the only way it changes is if we come together, regardless of the color of our skin, regardless of our background, and we work together to change these dynamics in these communities. Because I need the people that live out in these richer communities to understand it's coming for you. It's already coming in your communities, and you just don't see it yet because you're too blind to it because you live in your little worlds where you think nothing can touch you. But when it does, then you want to stand up and whine about it. We live with this on a daily basis. We need your help, too, in this fight. Thank you, as always, Miss Kim. Thank you, David. I appreciate you. Thank you for calling in. I guess I put in race in this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand strong on this one. I put in race in this because they put race in it. Right. The Democrats talk all day long about how black people are disenfranchised, how black people are oppressed. Black lives matter. We hear it all day, every single day. Yet the black people in Baltimore City are being trampled upon every single day. Right. And then they exploit them. Right. They say, oh, we need more money because of this. These black people, they're oppressed in this area. Oh, look what the black people are dealing with in this school. Right. That's when they when they insert race, I insert it back. Because if you really cared about black people in these disenfranchised neighborhoods, then go ahead and do something about it. But they don't. And as David points out, they, they write all these checks. They say, hey, here's a billion dollars going to the Pendorth Corridor. Have you looked at the Pendorth Corridor lately? That check was written back in 2016. They have more bus lanes. They have bike lanes. Do you think that costs over a billion dollars? Absolutely not. And it is sad. And so David is right. Yes, I don't believe the, in white privilege. I don't believe in any of those things because there are many people of all races that are dealing with a difficult time just like everybody else. But do I believe that they exploit black people and use black people and say, hey, we're doing this for black people? Yes, I do. I do. I do.
And if you really took a look at it, if, if any reporter came from the national level, if anybody wanted to, right, Governor Moore, like David said, he doesn't show up in their neighborhood. If they really wanted to, if they really cared, if they really believed that Black Lives Matter, they would be there. They would be helping. But they don't matter. They don't matter at all. But I agree with David. Obviously, people need to come together. Will it happen? Not under dem- Democrat leadership. And that's the sad part, because here, running in Baltimore, we already know. A Republican running for office in Baltimore, you're not going to get very far. It's sad, but true. It's sad, but true. All right, I did want to talk about DJS Secretary as well. you got Department of Juvenile Services Secretary Vincent Chiraldi. He is getting ripped to shreds by another Democrat in New York City. Now, I'm not going to talk long about it, but I just wanted to make sure that you heard about it. New York City Councilman Robert Holden. Again, Democrat from Queens. He was questioned by Fox 45. So Gary Collins and Jeff Abel has been working on this story. And he said that he was shocked when he heard that Sheraldi was hired after leaving Rikers Island, a well-known New York jail, in a total disaster. Now, again, another Democrat. Now, of course, you still have Governor Westmore that is still supporting Mrs. Sheraldi. Telling everybody that he's a man for the job. He's a change agent. He's the one that's going to reform DJS. Yet not only has he left Rikers Island in a total disaster, but if you go back through his history, and Darren Muhammad, our friend from the show, he, he's talked about this before. He actually worked in D.C. as well. and did the same thing. I don't know why Sheraldi continues to be failing upward, but that's what he's doing. And he's getting paid big bucks to basically ruin cities. So, so far, he's ruined D.C., he's ruined New York City, and now, in my view, he's ruining the state of Maryland. I mean, let's be honest. Did we really see a big change until Sheraldi got there? No, we didn't. A lot of people will go back, and especially in the Democrat Party, and say, oh, it's because Governor Hogan, he, he cut the budget. No. No. Unfortunately, the entire culture changed there. That's what we heard from Ivan Bates. The Vincent Chiraldi is dealing with a, culture, a cultural issue. Now, there were people in New York that apparently stopped coming to work, according to this Democrat, Robert Holden. They stopped coming to work because they couldn't deal with Vincent Chiraldi in the environment they had to work in. And when people went to go complain to Vincent Chiraldi that basically the inmates were running the prison, Vincent Chiraldi just gave them the cold shoulder. Now, there's a tweet that went out from Councilman Robert Holden. It says, Sheraldi and Bill de Blasio turned Rikers Island into a complete nightmare filled with rampant violence and a dangerous environment for staff and inmates. How could anyone even think of letting Sheraldi run their jails after this mess? Robert Holden says he couldn't even run a hot dog stand. Unbelievable. Now, I didn't say unbelievable. That was Robert. That's the quote. He said he can't even run a a, a hot dog stand. He turned Rikers Island into a mess. But as we were uh, informed by Sean Casey, Governor Westmore, Sheraldi, they met with the Robin Hood Foundation. They've been friends ever since. We can get back and weigh in on this one. It's 410-WCBM680. That's 410-922-6680. I do want to to read to you the list of um, 
budget details, Mackenzie Frost just posted them on Twitter. I'll read to you what it says as Governor Westmore uh, recently finished his press conference. And then, of course, at 11 o'clock, we will be joined by Madison Jesseato-Gilbert. And uh, we will be able to finally understand exactly the approach the RNC has on the national level. The Fed is setting a digital dollar control trap. The new FedNow system might sound modern and convenient, but the truth is it's all about surveillance and control. Don't be fooled. Secure your assets right now with something Washington cannot manipulate. Hi, Stephen K. Bannon, former advisor to Donald Trump. And in these times of uncertainty, I believe the best way to defend your savings is to use tangible assets, which is why I recommend a physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group, because gold has a 5,000-year track record as the ultimate guardian of wealth. To find out more, get your free info kit on gold IRAs from Birch Gold Group by texting the word SAFEGUARD to 989898. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust, so text SAFEGUARD to the number 989898. That's SAFEGUARD to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold IRAs. There's no obligation or purchase required. Message and data rates may apply. Hey, Sean Hannity here. You know, there is a lot to consider when you are planning out your retirement income. Things like knowing how to maximize your retirement income while also minimizing your taxes in retirement and getting a safe income that's going to last as long as you last. Now, if you'd like to be sure that your accounts are up to speed, up to date, you should visit my friend Rod Barowi and his Safe Retirement Solutions team. Call Rod now, 410-266-1120. That's 410-266-1120. Progressive Insurance is making it easy to save money. When you bundle your auto policy with home, condo, or renters, you'll earn a multi-policy discount. Easy to bundle, easy to save. Visit Progressive.com. That's Progressive.com. A lot can happen in an hour. We'll update you at the top of it. These are important moments, and this is news. Minutes away. This is Talk Radio 680 WCBM. All right, we're talking about Vincent Giraldi, DAS Secretary. He's still being ripped to shreds by Democrat colleagues uh, in New York City. Councilman Robert Holden is pointing out how he made or left Rikers Island into a total disaster. Those were his words. And it allowed the inmates to basically run the prison. As I noted earlier, Vincent Giraldi is basically a glorified social worker, right? I mean, he has a degree in social work, but he is absolutely convinced that a brain is not fully developed until it's, you know, the person is 25 years of age. Meanwhile, as I pointed out, by 25 years of age, Mrs. Tiraldi was a social worker, and he was dealing with the youth and saying that he was being transformative in Washington, D.C. Now, in Washington, D.C., he left that a mess as well. And so there were actually some people in D.C., as he was being appointed by Bill de Blasio in New York, some people in D.C. said, look, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. But Bill de Blasio did not listen. Now, Bloomberg was also part of the decisions in New York. Bloomberg did not listen. So you have a situation here where this guy has failed miserably at every single job. And a lot of these jobs are high profile. If you go online and just type in Vincent Chiraldi, you'll see articles that were written all the way back into 2005. Yep, 2005 until just uh, January 12th, which is where this came out with Robert Holden. And all of these articles will show 
that many people, Democrats, were unhappy with the job that he had done. Yet he still continued to fail upwards. I don't know what the connection is. I got a text here that says maybe he's another George Soros plant. Could possibly be. I know that Governor Westward, he uh, did get to know each other when he was at the Robin Hood Foundation. Uh, I still just can't believe, even with his own eyes, Governor Westmore has to see exactly what's going on. And, or if he doesn't see it, people are definitely telling him about it. And the fact that he's still doubling down on Vincent Chiraldi, it doesn't really make much sense. I think, you know, you even had, who was calling it out? You had State Attorney Ivan Bates. You had uh, Aisha, Aisha Brayboy in PG County. She was calling it out. And he didn't even listen to them. I know he's not going to listen to any Republicans, but just think about that. Uh, Mackenzie Frost did tweet out uh, that Governor Westmore in his press conference about 40 minutes ago said he is adding $9.2 billion in operating funds for public schools, $906 million in capital funds for public schools construction, $160 million more for low-income pre-K to 12th grade students. He's also doing $1.8 million for uh, small business innovation research and tech. $1.5 million for Baltimore Innovation Initiative. 500000 for the Pava LaPere Innovation Acceleration Grant Program. So she has a couple of things under her name. You also have $20 million for the expansion of data science and computing infrastructure at Hopkins. Yeah. So all these things that you just heard, how many of those things did you actually ask for? <laughs> I'm looking at the list. I didn't ask for any of this. Now, on top of this, you still have the Kerwin Commission. So why they put $9.2 billion more in operating funds for public schools? That doesn't make any sense. That's ridiculous. But this is what we've got. All right, coming up next, we'll be joined by Madison Jessiato Gilbert. We're going to go to the national level now. We saw Trump win big in Iowa, and many people are asking, what's next? We believe he's going to win in New Hampshire. We believe he's going to be the nominee. Uh, how will the RNC support him? And which races should we be looking out for? Is there a way for us to gain the majority in the Senate? And if so, what can we do to help? All those things and more coming up next with Madison Jessiato Gilbert, the national spokesperson for the RNC. Stop. Do not wait. Do not wait until it's too late. Crestlock.com specializes in transponder keys and remotes for most cars. Do not wait until you lose your last key or remote before you get a duplicate. Give Crestlock.com a call at 410-256-7800. That's 410-256-7800. And ask for Ashley. Or stop into our state-of-the-art showroom at 10015 Plasky Highway and get your transponder key or spare remote today at Crestlock.com. Folks from all over Maryland are taking a scenic drive to Southern PA to dine at a truly special restaurant, Bon Appetito in Southern York County. Marylanders love Bon Appetito for the most authentic gourmet Italian food. Fabulous salads, homemade soups, delicious desserts all served at great prices. Lunch, dinner or Sunday brunch with generous portions and all at much lower dining prices than you'll find elsewhere. Open for lunch and dinner Wednesdays through Sundays. Google Bon Appetito or call 717-225-0666 for superb dining at Bon Appetito. WCBM Baltimore is Talk Radio 680 AM and 99.9 FM in Hartford County. Baltimore's listening. 
news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Jason Walker. All eyes now on New Hampshire's primary. That is coming up next Tuesday, the 23rd. Donald Trump.